Thank you for listening to City Church Podcast. If you'd like to know more about us, please visit us at borocitychurch.com. That's B-O-R-O, citychurch.com. Additionally, if this podcast has been an encouragement to you, would you please email us to let us know? You can email us at sermons at borocitychurch.com. Thank you for listening. You can be seated. I, uh... I know that you guys are usually used to me being up here for like an hour. I'm not going to do that to you tonight. That's why we got all the kiddos in here. So don't worry. Yeah, finally. Why did it take so long? Um, my name is Trevor. I know we got a lot of guests with us tonight and family and friends. Really glad that you're here with us tonight. Um, uh, tonight, um, I'm going to do something a little different. Um, I'm lead off tonight with some scripture. And then hopefully I want to give you something that you can think about. Over Christmas, through the rest of this year, as you go into next year, making New Year's resolutions. Hopefully something that's going to resonate with you tonight. Let me remind you uh, once more, um, on Sunday, we will not be here worshiping together on Sunday. We'd love for you to be with your families in your homes on Christmas morning this Sunday. Um, and I hope that you, uh, that you do have an enjoyable time uh, with, your, with your family. So this, tonight, is our Christmas service. If you've got a Bible, you want to turn to Hebrews chapter 12, classic Christmas passage. Uh, Hebrews chapter 12, if not, uh, it'll be up on the screen behind me. I'm going to read verses 18 through 24. If you don't have a Bible, right back here in the corner, uh, as you leave, you can take that. Take that with you, and uh, we hope that you would take it and read it. In the meantime, let me read Hebrews chapter 12, verses 18 through 24. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 18 through 24. For you have not come to what may be touched, a blazing fire and darkness and gloom and a tempest and the sound of a trumpet and a voice whose words made the hearers beg that no further messages be spoken to them. For they could not endure the order that was given. If even a beast touches the mountain, it will be stoned. Indeed, so terrifying was the sight that Moses said, I tremble with fear. But you, you've come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to innumerable angels in festal gathering and to the assembly of the firstborn who are enrolled in heaven and to God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of the righteous made perfect and to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. That's the word of the Lord from Hebrews chapter 12. Now, that certainly is, that's not a a classic Christmas passage. You know, Linus definitely didn't read that in a Charlie Brown Christmas. I mean, I know you're thinking we're supposed to be talking about sheep in the pasture and cows around the manger, not stoning animals that get close to a mountain. But for the longest time, this is the way God presented himself to his people. And I want us to see Christmas through their eyes tonight. Through the eyes of of the Hebrew people that waited so long for for a Messiah's arrival. So I've only got one point to make tonight. And here it is. This is my admonition to you this Christmas. Take Jesus seriously. Take Jesus. Jesus seriously. Our uh, typical celebration of Christmas has us looking at Jesus from a lot of different angles. We think about peace and, and humility and glory and grace, but often we miss the idea that Christmas is actually very serious business. 
If you read the Old Testament, there's no doubt that God is to be taken seriously. He's so often seen in the Old Testament in terms of fire and smoke and thunder and lightning. You know, to Abraham, he he came as this smoking pot, this furnace, not smoking pot. God didn't come smoking pot to Abraham. It's a smoking pot, all right? He came, it's a different one. It's not, not, that's not the God we serve, all right? Abraham came as, to Abraham, God came as the smoking furnace. To Job, a a hurricane and a tornado. Ezekiel, he was a wheel on fire. Isaiah saw a temple filled with smoke. And and that God, the one for for Abraham and, and, and for Israel and for Job and for Ezekiel and for Isaiah, that's the same God. That same God is the one that lay in a manger. Like the God who thundered from a mountaintop, the God who said, don't come too close or you'll die, that's the God that somehow Mary cradled at her breast. So this passage in Hebrews is very much a Christmas passage because it ponders the impossibility and the glory of the incarnation, God dwelling in the flesh. And it sees the reality of God with us through Moses' eyes. See, Moses encountered God in a burning bush. You know, he wanted to come close, and God said, hold on, take your shoes off. If you come to me, you have to take me seriously. Moses encountered God thundering on top of a mountain covered in smoke, and Moses said, I I tremble with fear. God said, Moses, be careful. I want you to come up the mountain, but you have to take me seriously. Moses asked to see God's face in Exodus 33, and God said, you can't handle me full on. So you have to take me seriously. The message to Moses was, I want you to come close, but be careful, you have to take me seriously. Have you ever wondered, if you haven't, you should, You ever wondered how Moses would react to the news that this God came in the flesh? That 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 God that he saw on top of Mount Sinai, thundering, lightning, smoke, was somehow a baby in a manger? It's everything Moses wanted. I mean, Moses would look at us and say, why are you so calm The God who was light and smoke and fire is now a human child. Now he's not just a God to behold, he's a God that you can actually hold. In Jesus Christ, we have exactly what Moses and Abraham and Job and Ezekiel and Isaiah and Israel, we have what they all longed for. We have full access to God. God is not far away. God is now near us. He's with us. The question is, should he still be taken seriously? When Jesus was born in Bethlehem, did, you know, did he transition from an Old Testament scary God to a benign, gentle, New Testament friend? Did he go from a God to be feared to a God to be cuddled? No. And that's why the writer of Hebrews follows that passage we read with this, Hebrews twelve twenty-five. He says, see to it that you do not refuse him who is speaking to you, Jesus Christ. Even after the writer of Hebrews says, yes, there was all this smoke and fire on top of a mountain, and watch out or you'll be dead. Yes, now we have Jesus, God in the flesh, come to save, and he's the mediator of a new covenant. 
Even though he says all that, he still doesn't say, so now make Jesus whatever you want. Now you can manipulate him. Now you can put him under his control. Because look, he's in your hands. He says, don't refuse who is speaking to you. Take him at his word. He will define who he is. In other words, still take Jesus seriously. And indeed, as Jesus grew up and began his ministry, it it became clear that he was not a whatever-you-would-like-to-believe-about-me type of God. He was not a fill-in-the-blank. He was not Jesus-is-blank type of God. He told people that to follow him would mean temporary loss, like it would for Joseph and Mary. He told people that he was going to die on a cross and anyone who would follow him would have to carry a sort of cross themselves. He told people that unless they let go of their version of life and fully embraced who he said he was, that they couldn't follow him. He told people unless they were born again, unless they repented, they too would perish. And that left everyone with only two ways to take Jesus seriously. And indeed, for all of us, only two ways to take Jesus seriously. One way to take Jesus seriously is you believe what he says, you see his beauty, and you indeed let go of everything in order to embrace him. Or the second way is to kill him. That's what Herod did. That's what the Jewish leaders and the Pharisees did. No one looked at Jesus in that time as just a good teacher. No one at just a wise man. No one just saw an enlightened prophet. Nobody embraced Jesus' teaching without also embracing his claims to be God. You couldn't because he never left that option open to you. He was very clear that he was a God to be taken seriously. So what's your response to God opening up access to himself? To saying, come close in Jesus Christ and take me seriously. The writer of Hebrews closes chapter 12 like this. He says, therefore, since we've received all this in Jesus Christ, let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. And thus, let's offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe for our God. Jesus Christ is a consuming fire. You see, Jesus is still a consuming fire. He is still to be taken seriously. But now we've seen something that Abraham and Moses and Isaiah could never see. We've seen Jesus on a cross. We've seen Jesus resurrecting. We've seen Jesus living the life we were supposed to live. So he had to become one of us so that he could obey all the commands that we failed. And he had to die to take the curse that we deserve. And when Jesus, God in the flesh, resurrected, he made a way for all of us into to come into a kingdom that we couldn't lose with God. And he says our response is gratitude, it's worship, it's losing all of our false identities and taking up the one he's given us as children of God. And now just like shepherds to a manger and like a teenage mother to her child, we are given full access to our Father through Jesus Christ and it cannot be taken away. So if you want to take Jesus seriously this Christmas, here's the question you need to ask yourself. What kingdom is your life built on? Money? Like, what's the ultimate for you? What's the foundation? Money, sex, 
power, pleasure, family, honor, respect, achievement. Now ask yourself, is that kingdom shakable? Can I lose it? If you can, you aren't taking Jesus seriously. Because you aren't building your life on who he is and what he's done for you. And any building that is not on a solid foundation will always fall. So if you want a place to start this Christmas, if you want a resolution this New Year's that that can change you, maybe it's this. Like the shepherds, like the wise men, like Joseph and Mary, when they asked the angel, find out who Jesus is. How do you do that? You read the Bible. Pick up a Bible. Figure out who Jesus says he is and what he says he's done. And you'll find that God made a way for you to be with him. And in Jesus Christ has given you an unshakable kingdom. We'd love for you to do that with us. You're not a part of this church. We'd love for you to be in community with us and let this church walk beside you as you figure that out. But make 2017, make this Christmas about taking Jesus seriously. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, You sent Jesus, your son, on a mission. You sent Jesus, your son, to be with us. So that in all the ways you failed, that we failed you, that he would make a way for us to be with you. You descended from heaven. And you didn't come with fanfare. You came to a manger to a backwoods Jewish town. And in Christ, you grew up in anonymity. But Father, all along, you were fulfilling the righteousness that we never could. You were being everything we were supposed to be. And then you died and you changed everything, and you resurrected, and you busted open the doors of this unshakable kingdom. Father, tonight I pray for anyone who has not taken the claims of Christ seriously, that this Christmas they would begin that, that they would decide not to simply treat you as a good story, as a good teacher, or with some moral laws to give, but they would treat you with the respect that you deserve. And they would explore, Father, the claims of what your death and resurrection mean. Thank you, Father. As we sing and celebrate, and as we take the Lord's Supper later tonight, we'll remember that you took your mission for us very seriously so that now we can live in gratitude for you. In Jesus' name.